Hi, this is Craig Hamlin, and you are listening to Episode 5 of Overcoming Discouragement. Over the last four episodes, we've been asking the question, how can a person overcome discouragement rather than be overcome with discouragement? In Episode 1, we talked about bringing God in on the situation through prayer. And then in Episode 2, we talked about not losing the right perspective by not getting sidetracked into some unhealthy behaviors. And then in episode three, we looked at making sure that we were prepared for the attacks, both internal and external, that mess with our minds. We know that discouragement is mostly about how we think and gets into our feelings that can lead to out-and-out depression. So we have to keep our thinking healthy and make preemptive preparation so that we're ready for whatever is trying to bring us down. Well, then in episode four, we talked about staying focused on our purpose, which is all about not allowing the negative naysayers to dominate our thinking and distract or derail a direction. Listen to good counsel, but do not get sidetracked by those who might be just trying to bring you down. Well, today's episode is our final installment for this series. I believe that it may be the most important element outside of bringing God in on this situation through prayer because this element keeps us from sulking into the abyss of isolation. Here is the fifth way to overcome discouragement rather than be overcome with discouragement. And that is, make sure that you're deeply connected in community. We've been tracking over the last four weeks through Nehemiah chapter 4, where Nehemiah was called by God to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem that had been destroyed by the invading army of Babylon. When Nehemiah arrived, he found a remnant of discouraged and defeated people, along with a host of naysayers and persecutors who threatened to attack them at any moment. Even the people on their side were telling them to abandon the work. But Nehemiah persevered and established a strategy that would have the people working and watching. As the chapter closes, we see strength that held them all together and allowed them to overcome their discouragement. Let me read for us Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 15 through 23. When our, enemies, when our enemies heard that it was known to us that God had frustrated their plan, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction and half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and the coats of mail. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah, who were building the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and held his weapon with the other. And each of the builders had his his sword strapped at his side while he built. The man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. And I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, the work is great and widely spread, and we're separated on the wall far from one another. In the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there, our God will fight for us. So we labored at the work and half of them held the spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, Let every man and his servant pass the night within Jerusalem, that they may be a guard for us by night and by day. So neither I nor brothers, nor my servants, nor the man on guard who followed me, none of us took off our clothes. Each kept his weapon at his right hand. You know, when you think over Nehemiah chapter 4, 
they had a tremendous amount of opposition to the work that they were trying to do. Uh, Nehemiah was uh, opposed by a man named two men named uh, Tobiah and Sambalat, and as well as many of the other surrounding people. And they were continually persecuting them and continually coming against them, so much so that many of the people who were around, not even working on the wall, were coming and saying, listen, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep working on the wall because you're going to get killed doing this. But Nehemiah began to pray. He began to seek the heart of God. And through that, he encouraged the people, but he encouraged the people not just with good feelings, but he encouraged the people with a strategy. And with that strategy, they began to get the work done. And they were encouraged by that. And the others were completely discouraged. The enemies were that they were getting the work done like they were like they had been called to do. All of the while, Nehemiah shows us the importance of being in community with others. And we see this in the text when he talks about how even the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah. You know, when somebody's got your back, doesn't that feel great? When you know that somebody uh, is there for you, when it seems like the whole world is against you, when somebody's got your back, it simply means that they're, they're, they're supporting you, they're pushing you, they're making sure that you don't go in the other direction and, and that you're not in that situation alone. And they're here to support wherever you are going. I'm telling you guys, to have somebody in your corner like that, to have some people in your corner like that, you can face anything, especially situations that can really bring you down, that can really discourage you. And the community that you can put around you, if they have your back, man, you can do about anything. But also love a part of the, the passage here in verse 19. It says that the work was great and, and it was widely spread. You can imagine as the wall got, got bigger and bigger and, it, and, and higher and higher and more spread out around the city, that the people were working a long way from each other. And maybe they felt a little bit isolated. Maybe they felt like they were alone, separated from the pack just a little bit. And Nehemiah recognizes this. And so he, he tells them, you know, work in small groups. And then when you hear the trumpet sound, if there is an enemy coming, then rally together. And so he says, in the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us. Our God will fight for us. They had the spears, they had the swords, they had the mail, they had all of the things that they needed. But the thing that God used to encourage them the most was they were in community. You see, the point that you need to see here is that Nehemiah encouraged all of the people to stick together, even when they were separated on the wall. Sometimes we can get separated from community in the busyness of life. But I can assure you, if you get so busy or distracted that you neglect to reconnect in community with others, when times of discouragement come, you will find it hard to crawl out of negative thoughts and gain a better perspective. People who love you, people who care about your life, people who have a heart for the Lord, are used by the Lord to lift your spirits, rally you to think positively, and challenge you to rise above the negativity to a greater confidence in Christ. Nehemiah used a trumpet to rally the people. Who is your trumpet? You know, for every single child of God, your trumpet must be Jesus Christ. He's the one who can rally you, protect you, 
and move you to his cause with joy. It was Corey Tim Boom who famously said, If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Guys, that is the key when you're discouraged. And looking to Christ is most effectively done as you look to Him in the context of community. When you're engaged in a small group, doing life together, sharing life and finding encouragement through sharing mutual stories, praying for one another, and knowing that you are not alone, it makes all of the difference. Listen, every person needs someone who lifts their spirits, someone they can count on to brighten their day, someone who's a voice of reason, encouragement, or conviction, someone who can shake you when you're frozen in fear, someone who can move your heart to embrace the heart of God. Most of the time, it's not just someone, but it's some people, a community. None of this happens without community. The wall doesn't get built. The gates don't get hung. The name of the Lord doesn't get proclaimed throughout the nations if the people have no community. When you're discouraged, the last thing you need to do is forsake community. Break away. Think you can do it better without all the others. Huddle up with only the people like you or only the people who like you. You need a community who will fight against the enemy of this present darkness and build up one another without tearing each other down. You need a community who will protect you, pray for you, and push you. Overcoming discouragement seldom, if ever, gets defeated in the absence of community. One of my favorite lines from one of my favorite movies, The Gladiator, is when Maximus is facing impossible odds in the arena, in the Colosseum. And as he's getting ready to go out into the arena and the doors are getting ready to come open with whatever is going to be fighting against them to the death, he asks if there are any of the men who are with him who fought in the army. Several of them spoke up. Yes, we fought with you. We know who you are. Maximum said this. You can help me. Whatever comes out of these gates, we've got a better chance of survival if we work together. Do you understand, he said? If we stay together, we survive. Do you understand? When you're in community with others, not only can you survive, but you can thrive. Guys, find you a good small group. One that really reads the Bible, talks about it on a practical level but also uses that conversation, maybe even around food. I love that. To begin to share life and to begin to talk about honestly the struggles that are going on in your life. Not the Sunday school answers. Not the answers of, yeah, I know that's got to be Jesus. No, to really struggle with our moments when we have a hard time believing. Moments when our children are in rebellion and maybe we've lost our job. Maybe our marriage is struggling. You know, I'll never forget being in a small group one time. And one of the couples in our small group felt so much freedom that they just blurted out. I think it's because they just needed it. They needed to get it out of the struggles that were going on between the two. And that led to moments of healing 
And it led and it helped to communicate to our group the transparency, the authenticity, the honesty that we all need with one another. Because you see, we can all go through moments of discouragement. But when we have community around us, when we are are are, are with people that love us and care for us, then we can face any moment of discouragement and never be overcome by it, but be an overcomer of discouragement. So find your small group, find your group of people you can share life with and discover a wonderful way for overcoming discouragement today. God bless you guys. I hope that you'll follow us on all the social media platforms. We have this on iTunes um, for the iPhone. We also have it on Spotify. You can listen to it on soundcloud.com. And then I have a website, journeyintheword.com, as well as Facebook page for Journey in the Word. And you can find that with my name, Craig Hamlin. And my wife and I's picture will be right there. And I hope that you'll be able to find us and listen to not only our devotionals like this one, but also our leadership links for those who are in business. Hey, listen, guys, God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope that your faith continues to stay strong for the Lord. We'll see you back here next time for Journey in the Word devotionals.